You're listening to Spice Radio, and we are now speaking to Jessie Brush. She's a writer with 5X Press, and Jessie's today is going to share a personal account of what happened when a medical emergency was called on her flight. Jessie, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me. Now, Jessie, first off, I have to say this was quite the story. So tell us what happened. For sure. So I was taking my first flight um, after COVID, so I hadn't flown since 2020 at the beginning. And I was flying from Toronto to Abbotsford. So I myself was a little nervous uh, just because I hadn't flown in so long. There was so much going on. And I remember I got on the flight. So far, everything was good. I fell asleep for a little bit. And then I was woken up um, by an announcement that came on. And it was, uh, is there a doctor on board? And I'd only ever heard an announcement like that in TV shows. I'd only seen it in the movies. And I was like, am I dreaming? What's going on? And it turned out that there was a medical emergency, but we actually didn't have a doctor on board. We had no doctors, no nurses. Uh, No one was there um, uh, that was a medical professional. And uh, so it was a really scary situation. And it it looked like we were going to have to do an emergency landing somewhere over Alberta. And as I was listening into what was going on and I was listening to the uh, flight attendants, listening to the people around me, I heard a little bit about what was happening. And it sounded like the person who was having a medical emergency was having a panic attack. And I myself have uh, worked in the mental health space for a very long time. I have mental health first aid. Um, I've worked, I have a background in psychology. And in the moment, I was like, you know what? Who knows, but I'll just let them know that I have these skills and maybe I can help out. I know I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. And uh, so I I told them I flagged the flight attendant down. I went in to go help in the situation. And thankfully, I was able to connect with the person. We were able to calm her down and we didn't have to reroute our flight. Everything was good. But it was definitely a moment that it felt like I was living in a TV show. Like I had uh, it was very surreal and unexpected but I'm so glad it turned out well and that the person was okay. You should be carrying your cape the next time Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean this is amazing. I I never knew that there would be some concept like the mental health first aid. This mm-hmm. is the first time I'm listening about something like this. Yeah, definitely. I think it is definitely a newer concept. So I got certified in mental health first aid, I would say probably around 2017 or 2018. So there have been courses around for a while, but it, of course, is not as common as, say, first aid, first aid in general. Like, we know so many jobs require first aid. If you're, I know my sister, when she was 16, she had to get her first aid certificate to be a lifeguard. And it's something that we learn about from such a young age and know that it's an option. But mental health first aid, like you said, it's not something that people commonly have heard of or think is important, I would say, as well. It's so fascinating because I think, Jesse, oftentimes we always think of our like physical health, right? That first aid. But just how important is also to take care of one's mental health, too. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the things, especially that was evident in that moment, is that our mental health and our physical health are just so connected. So even though she was having a panic attack, which is purely a mental health related issue, the girl that I was helping, she was hyperventilating. She couldn't breathe. She had lost feeling in her fingers. Her whole body was uh, heating up and her like hands were numb. Her feet were numb. And so in order to take care of her mentally, we also first had to calm her down physically. So we had to get control of her breathing again. We had to lower her body temperature. And then we, I talked her through basically out of her panic attack, but it was so interconnected. And I know it's one of those things that 
we think our mental health issues are just with our brain or, or we feel sad or we feel a certain way, but they can have real physical uh, consequences as well. So, Jesse, how do you kind of differentiate that this is a physical medical emergency hai and it's, it's, it's an emergency which is related to mental health? Um, in my opinion, I would still qualify it as a medical emergency. I think our mental health, even though it is different than our physical health, it's still medical and still related. And so that's what I found. And that's why at first I didn't raise my hand because I was saying that I'm not a medical professional. I don't want to overstep. I don't know if I'm qualified for this. But when it comes to mental health, I think the difference is, is that really anyone, just like first aid, like if someone's having a heart attack and you have first aid, you know that you get the defibrillator. Or if someone has um, something lodged in their throat, you're like, okay, let's do the Heimlich remover. Let's give you mouth to mouth. So all of those skills that anybody can do. And so I think that's what was important in that situation is recognizing that even though it was still a medical emergency and they, uh, and of course a doctor or nurse would have been amazing and it, they definitely would have been able to handle the situation. But in the absence of that, someone like myself, who is just an average everyday person, the background I had was able to help in that situation. Now, if you're talking about a person, Jesse, which signs we need to kind of distinguish as say, say I'm going through a panic attack. I mean, how do I differentiate it between, say, a heart attack or a panic attack, like where I'm kind of being breathless or probably sweaty palms? Mm-hmm. Those would be uh, some of the symptoms that would come across. So how do you kind of differentiate? Or are there some signs that we can kind of search within ourselves to know that, hey, we need help? Yeah, and I totally agree. I think especially with a heart attack and a panic attack, that you have similar initial feelings. And that was one of the things I had to go in. I went in, I asked her, was this sudden? Did you feel, are you pe- feeling any pain in your left arm? Are you feeling any pain around your heart or in your chest? And she said, I felt feel like my chest is tight, but no other pain. And then as I asked her about a little bit about her history, um, I asked her if she had anxiety, if she had struggled with that before, and she nodded yes. And that was when I caught that indication that, okay, maybe this is something that's more mental health related. And once she was able to breathe again and tell me a little bit more about what was going on, she explained that she was looking out the window and suddenly she just felt like she was dying. And that's the scary part is even though it is mental health related, you really do feel like you're losing your life. And that that could feel like a heart attack. It could feel like something's wrong with your body and so it was really looking for that context of again it can be really hard it really depends on the situation but I found especially knowing her medical histories just like our doctors would do they would ask us what medications we're on or if we have any other existing conditions etc it's the same thing of doing something like that and finding out that uh, panic attacks can happen to anyone but they are of course more common in people who do experience anxiety And, you know, for you, Jesse, you kind of mentioned how anxiety was nothing foreign for yourself. So because you have an experience with it, how did it help you in this situation? Yeah, definitely. I think, like I said, I was already anxious getting onto that flight. So I could only imagine how anxious other people were as well. And uh, from what I understood with the girl, she was flying alone. It was one of her first times flying. I think it was only her second flight in her lifetime. And thinking about all of those things in context, I was like, yeah, this is a really scary situation and, and it can make you anxious. And I knew for myself what a panic attack looks and feels like for me. And then I reverted back to what helped me. So for me, it's always, I know the biggest thing I need to do is control my breathing so I walked her through how to breathe again and I know it sounds so simple of, of course we all know how to breathe but in those moments it's just your breathing is so fast paced so I was helping her 
by showing her how I was breathing. So I would take in a deep breath and count it out and then exhale. And then I tried to get her to match my pace. And slowly she was able to decrease the speed of her breathing to match my pace. And it helped her calm down a bit. And even, for example, like I said, her her hands were numb. Her body was really hot. So we got ice packs and we put them on the back of her neck to control her body temperature. And once we were able to get control of some of these more physical symptoms, we were able to talk through what was happening happening mentally, and she was great for the rest of the flight and super thankful. And I think one of the biggest um, things that helped me is just the fact that I had been through it before. I know what it feels like. I know how scary it can be, and I wasn't diminishing her experience. I, I, I reassured her. I'm like, I she was really apologetic, apologetic, and I think she felt embarrassed as well because she felt like she caused a scene. And I was like, no, if you were having a heart attack, the exact same thing would have happened. Like, everyone is here to make sure that you're okay. We don't, no one wants anyone to be hurt or to go through that alone. And that's what we were there for. And I was just thankful that I was there in the moment and able to help. Yeah, thank goodness you were there to help out in that situation. Now, Jesse, I think a lot of us are really keen. If we want to gain this skill, especially, you know, mental health mm-hmm. first aid, is there a place that we can go to to, you know, find out more? Yes, so the Canadian Mental Health Association, they're a large governing body, but they have smaller organizations within different regions. So I know there's one in uh, Vancouver, there's one in Burnaby, I'm sure there's one in Surrey as well. But if you look up cmha.ca, you can look to see where the nearest mental health first aid class is. There's also, with pandemic, they're doing a lot of them virtually, which I think is amazing. So it's really easy to sign up and you can do it from the comfort of your own home. It's a class that lasts about two days, a couple hours a day, and you get so many amazing skills that can help you through moments like this and many other mental health related ones that sometimes you may not have even thought of uh, being something that you needed to know. Jesse, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. No problem. Have a great day, everyone.